Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Morbid early and ad-free. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. Audible lets you enjoy all your audio entertainment in one app. You'll always find the best of what you love or even something new to discover. They offer an incredible selection of audiobooks across every single genre, from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, mysteries, thrillers, which I'm super into lately, motivation, wellness, business, and even more. Audible's the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases and next listen recommendations to habituate every type of thriller listener. Keep your heart rate up month after month with this pulse-pounding collection that you can't hear anywhere else. I actually just finished listening to, it's one of my favorite stories, but listening to it was even cooler. It was The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager. It's narrated by Bernadette Dunn, and I think they just have one of the best voices for an audiobook. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash morbid or text morbid to 500-500. That's audible.com slash morbid or text morbid to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash morbid. Hey guys, I have to tell you about this all-in-one shake that I'm freaking loving. It's called Kachava. I love saying it. It's actually hands down the best thing that I've found to help me get all my essential nutrients into one day. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, in other words, literally everything that your body craves to feel your best. And I know what you're thinking. Something that good for me cannot possibly taste good. Mm, wrong. That's where Kachava really earns their over 52,000 five-star reviews. It actually tastes freaking amazing. It's very creamy and smooth, and it comes together with just water. And it comes in five delicious flavors. Personally, vanilla and chai are my personal favorites, but it also comes in chocolate, matcha, and coconut acai, which I still need to try. Some people like to drink it as part of a healthy breakfast or lunch, and other people love it as a protein-packed snack before or after a workout. It's really perfect for that because it has 25 grams of plant protein per serving. Personally, I like to add mine to my overnight oats. I add a scoop and I mix it all up to get a little more protein into my oats, and literally I can have that for breakfast and feel satiated, nourished, beautiful, functioning, all throughout my day. It's incredible. Please send me more of it because I love it so much. It makes me feel very, very good. And guess what, guys? Kachava is offering our listeners 10% off for a limited time. Just go to kachava.com slash morbid, spelled K-A-C-H-A-V-A, and get 10% off your first order. That's K-A-C-H-A-V-A.com slash morbid. Hey, weirdos. I'm Ash. And I'm Elena. And I'm Alvin, and I'm very excited to be here. Hello. <laughs> and this is Morbid. Is that, was that, how's that energy on there? I loved that. Good that energy. was beautiful okay. energy. like not too low not too high right in the middle energy with like a a little extra you know Mm -hmm. right in the middle album that's what they call me that's i've heard that that's what i thought yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> it just felt right. Yeah, not too underwhelming, not great. Right <laughs> Always great. Always, Always great. great. <laughs> not too much. That's what it is. Yeah, not too much, not too little. Yeah. It's just like chef's five. kiss. Mwah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. That's well, today we have Alvin from Affirmative Murder Podcast on the show. <laughs> and we have been so excited about this. Same, same. I'm excited. Well, let me just, can I just also say, hey, weirdos. Okay. I want to, well, let me get in on that. Train. I love it. It's fun, to, right? To address, to address the audience. Um, I'm uh, without my partner and true crime friend. So Evans today, he had some things to take care of. So I will be here taking care of things for both of us. That's kind of what he likes to do. He sends me in, make sure everything's good. <laughs> and then I report back to him. I'm like his henchman. I love that. That's pretty perfect. That's a good, a good setup you guys have. It works. <laughs> it works for our relationship, you know? <laughs> We're going strong. And you know what? We'll get Fran on the show. We're going to get both of you because we're going to yeah. do this again. This, for sure. Regardless of whether you want to or not, we're, we're doing, doing it. it. <laughs> yeah, well, barring I'd say anything crazy, which I wouldn't, other than that, Oprah Winfrey's a hologram, but we can get into that later. We'll move on. You guys will definitely have me back because I won't say anything crazy. Like, yeah, of course. You know, no. That's the fact. But no, we'll of course. <laughs> I've heard nothing of note so far. So no. cool. I think we're good. Everything we're checks good. out. Yeah. And I think today what we're going to do, because we've been doing this with guests and it's been a lot of fun, you guys seem to dig it, is we're going to do kind of like a round robin campfire tale. Just talk about some spooky things. Extravaganza. Extravaganza. Eleganza. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Bonanza. It's oh, boom. boom. <laughs> Finished it. it right. There we go. And I think we have a theme here, don't we? We do. Kind of? I have Virginia. Um, Virginia? Yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. So, I think I got excited. Sorry. I think, uh, what do I have? I have... Uh, you also have... Do I... Well, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. We don't have a theme, really. We, we don't have a theme. That we're all doing a thing, and that's what we're doing. That's so, the that's theme. Yeah. We're all speaking into we're microphones. The theme is stories. The theme is podcast. Yes, Boom. yes. Got it. See, we're okay here. We're all together. The it's kids working. are all right. The kids are going to be all right. <laughs> so how should we start this? Who wants to start off? You. Should oh, I start, start off? Yeah. All right. I'm going to start off. Mine is um, a little crazy murder with mm -hmm. maybe a haunted leg involved. A haunted leg. A, leg. Yeah. a haunted leg, perhaps. Mm. Yep. It it. Yeah, you know. And then we're going to also throw in a cryptid. Just, just a real good measure. And just like a sneeze of a cryptid. Just, just like ooh, just like a suggestion a of, a, of a cryptid. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cool one. So all right. Cryptids are cool, Alina. Right. And this one's really weird. You saw the name of it. So yeah. It's a good one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app and answer a few questions. With Angie, you can book instantly at an upfront price or request and compare quotes from multiple pros so you can find the best price for your project. So the next time you have a home project, just Angie that and start getting the most out of your home. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Now, I'm going to first talk about Haunted Lafayette Square Park, a.k.a. Tragedy Square. So a lot of stuff has happened here. I'm not going I'm not going to go into everything that has happened here. I'll save a couple of things for like later things. But I'm going to talk about one key thing. Key being a very operative word here. (laughs) I see what you did there. Uh, (laughs) You're like, ooh, ooh. trust me, it'll make sense. But this one's just like a wild one. It's got an affair. It's got a leg. It's got murder. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what is the leg of this all? Don't you worry. The, is that the theme? The theme is leg. That's the theme. It's giving leg. I like that. Okay, yeah. That's what the theme is. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure my cryptid might have legs as well. So, all right. I would hope so. I think we're on, we're on brand here. So, <laughs> Lafayette Square Park was named for, and I looked up the pronunciation of that, and I apologize in advance to our French listeners, Gilbert Dumontier, Marquis de Lafayette. Why did you apologize? Ooh. I didn't have confidence. I, I thought that was we, good. Should we get a croissant? Am I at the Chateau Mermont? Oh my Ooh. god. Yeah. Should, should I, I put my hair in a bouffant? Your hair's kind of in like a headphone bouffant. <laughs> there we go. It's happening. Lynn has grown a, 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 a one of those little French hats. Just, I have. From her skull. I'm it, saying that. It just happened. Is that a beret I see? I became French uh-huh. in this moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> there we go. And now everybody left. As soon as we did that, they were like, ooh. I love to do the ha ha. <laughs> You have to. So, see, I nailed it. Okay, I feel good about it. Confidence up. So, it was named for him in 1824, and it was added to the list of National Historic Landmarks in 1970, Hmm. which I thought it would have been before that. But it took a little while. took a little while. took until the the crazy 70s. Hmm. (laughs) But Lafayette, as probably most of you know, was a war hero for the French and the Americans during the Revolutionary War. He led the Americans into the Battle of Yorktown, mm. which, if you've watched Hamilton, maybe which, you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe you, it. Maybe you love that song on the album. Super what familiar. song is that? Great song. Which one? Yorktown. Oh, that yeah. Makes sense. Fitting. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, fitting. Yorktown. it's a good Classic one. Yorktown. Lafayette is a great character in that musical, by the way. Like, aren't so I good. Lafayette in that? Is Diggs, that what we say? So good. Or are you Lafayette in that? I prefer King George. No, I think oh, you hell are. Oh, yeah, King George. <laughs> yes. But I don't even know, but he's great. We assigned ourselves characters, but now we forget them. Yeah, it's okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah, you guys should figure that out. It was, we should <laughs> figure it out. We knew it at one point. We should figure it out for to- our Broadway debut. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's going to bother me for the rest of the pod. I know. We'll You're message gonna... you after. Yeah, don't worry. Okay, cool. Please do. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> we'll add it in and message you. Oh, perfect. Um, there is a statue of Lafayette in this park, which makes sense. It's his it's, park. It's his park. 
There's also a statue of Andrew Jackson, and it was sculpted by Clark Mills. And this is just interesting because there's a replica of this statue in New Orleans' Jackson Square. Mm. So two statues, same thing. Just thought it was interesting. Now we're going to get into the murder of it all. The murder. So now we know the place. Let's talk about the thing. You didn't really bury the lead there at all. No, I don't like to. I just like, let's go. Okay. So Francis Scott Key's son. Now, Francis Scott Key, you may know that name. Star Spangled Banner. Mm, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, his a, son. In Baltimore. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> his son, Philip Barton Key II, was, how do I say this delicately? He was doing the nasty with a married woman Ooh. named Teresa Bagioli Sickles. So already, who scandal. Yeah. Super scandal. Ter- Teresa was married to kind of an important man. His name was Daniel Sickles, and he was a representative of the United States Congress. Oh, so like, uh-oh, he's gonna find out what she's doing. I he, can feel that. He, you know what? Can confirm. He does find that yeah. out. Now, Daniel, uh, Daniel is actually much older than Teresa. Teresa was like more than half, like less than half his age. And in fact, he would lie about his age to make the difference less scandal- scandalous. He would like so lie he about parents? his year. Yeah. Essentially, there you go. (laughs) Now, Daniel was known to have a shit ton of affairs himself, like ton of affairs. He was just all over the place. He was in Congress. He was doing whatever he wanted. But just like James Maybrick, who we just talked about on Morbid, he was pissed at his wife because she was having an affair. And it's like, well, you know, like pot, meat, kettle. Yeah, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not right. It's not a right way to live. Yeah, that's not cool. He had found out about this. He was catching on to it. It, It's very of the time that he gets angry at her, even though he's doing the exact same thing. Now, the logistics of these kind of affairs are apparently pretty intense. I had no idea. To carry out their affair, Philip and Teresa needed a place because they couldn't just like go for it where they lived, you know, because like married like spouses tell me that they were just like in the park doing the nasty no that would be tragedy square tragedy square Square. can you imagine just like something about tragedy square got them in the mood got them going you know wow let's go have sex in a park (laughs) in a park (laughs) with nature and tragedy (laughs) next to the statues No, they actually went a little more extra with it. They straight up rented a house near the park. And they had, like, rented a house to do this. A hanky-panky house. A hanky-panky house. Wow. There you go. And they had a secret code that only they knew about when they wanted to be together. So whoever it was that wanted to, like, you know, have a little hanky-panky, they would leave a string hanging in the front window. Ooh, so sexy. Very dorm room. Upset house. Upset how? <laughs> yeah, just leave a string, Ooh. and then you know, very yeah. dorm room, but like, but like leveled up dorm room. <laughs> yeah, fancy t- Airbnb dorm room. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There you exactly. Go. Now, one night, Daniel, so the husband, got an anonymous note from someone who referred to themselves only as RPG, which I immediately thought of role playing game. <laughs> Yes, of course. Yes. Role-playing game if you're nasty. Stardew Valley, yes. <laughs> Immediately, as soon as I saw RPG, I was like, role-playing game? What? <laughs> they were doing that back then? 
Yeah, and they were nasty, RPG. Because yeah. role-playing game used this letter to explain in every last detail about this affair. Just narked it all. Yeah, they went full narc with that. And very graphic. RPG used, was very crass and wrote, quote, Barton Key has had as much use of your wife as you have. Oh. 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 Wow. Sick burn, though. Sick they burn. They jersey shorted. Yeah, they, they, wrote the, they, they wrote the Sammy letter. Wow. <laughs> the original. This is the original uh, OG Sammy. All girls, and she, he was dancing with bottles, and they were all in the club, and he had his hands on them. Wow, RPG. That's a direct quote from this letter. Yeah. <laughs> RPG would have said RPG. that verbatim. That's so RPG. <laughs> RPG needs to sit down and think about what they just wrote because like holy shit I, I would be pretty satisfied if I wrote that I'd be like yeah. <laughs> I got him so Francis decides to speak to his wife about this um, or no not Francis I'm sorry I was thinking of Francis Scott Key ah. so Daniel decides to speak to his wife about this because communication is key to all love and commitment so he was like oh, let's talk about it oh, it oh is it key it's key oh it's, that's the, that, the key. Oh, wow, that's a long walk to get to that okay that's, no, that's we got there. there we got, got there it's key. It's key. key earlier. Call back. Done. Key Done. earlier. Oh, Francis more. Scott key. So yeah. many keys. What he didn't expect when he came to talk to her about it was for her to just confess literally everything in detail. Oh, she was shit. just like, yep. Like, no shaggy insight. She did it. It was her. She said it was me. <laughs> it was me. I did it. And after this, the two of them began sleeping separately. So mm. it was a sad time in the home. During sure. this time, apparently, she would just sob into the night and all the Aww. staff could just hear her sobbing all around the house. Just a lot of tension and sadness and betrayal for both. Yeah. <laughs> since, since he was also like a man about town himself. Yeah. Like, let's let's all remember this. Now, Teresa was so upset about this and she was so regretful of what she had done that she swore the affair was over and that would have been the end of it. Okay. Mm. I mean, they did rent property to fucking, but I guess take sure. her word for it. Like, I, yeah. it's sure. Done. It's, been, it's done now. She it's said, done. we're renting that out to another couple. Yeah, we're yeah. not we're subletting use it. our uh, to another couple. Subletting our nasty house. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, I guess take her word for it, except don't. Because on, sub on Sunday, February 27th, 1859, Daniel was outside of his home doing, you know, shit that Daniels do outside. And his wife was inside, just gazing out into the world. And he looked up randomly just to look at his beautiful wife and hopefully reconsider his own dalliances. She'd jump out. You know? No, she didn't. Oh. But that would have been really intense. What, what a climax that would have been. I wow. mean... But she did not. But when he looked up at her, he noticed that she was waving to someone. She said, hey. And not to him. So he looked out to where she was waving to see who she was waving to. And wouldn't you know, she was waving to fucking Philip. Philip. Fucking Philip. Fucking Philip again. Not cool. Yep. Daniel yep. was not pleased. Not pleased at all. Uh-oh. Now, Philip and Daniel very much knew each other. Like, they had been, like, friendly, like, acquaintances. They knew who each other was. So when Philip saw Daniel, he started waving to him, too. Which, like, bold move, Philip. That's fake as fuck. That's bold. Yeah, right? 
That's well, he's like, no, I'm waving to the family. I'm waving yeah, to all just- of you. Everybody. Hey guys. Like cover up. If yeah. I was in that situation, I would do something equally as awkward as that. <laughs> oh, hey, Daniel. No, oh I was waving at you the whole time. I just, I have high hands. Yeah, I was I just, waving at you the whole time. It was just a very <laughs> intense wave. Yeah. Just oh, wanted to really make sure yeah. you saw it. Oh, she's yeah. up there too. Great. Whole fam. Love you, you guys. Daniel, you who, you. <laughs> like power couple, couple of the century. Yeah. Love you guys winning. so much. You guys are winning. You guys winning. are so cute together. <laughs> but so he starts waving to him too. Either way, after the wave, Philip starts to head over. He doesn't know that Daniel knows about the affair. Oh, oh. so he's That's just key information. That's key information. Yeah, it, it very much is in this situation. And Daniel is making his way towards Philip as well. I bet a so, little faster. Yeah, I bet he had a little little pep in his step as he was going <laughs> in there. And they end up meeting at Lafayette Park, where they both came to a stop in front of each other. And Philip, thinking everything's fine, he doesn't know that I'm having sex with his wife. He just he said reaches I'm not out anymore. His, yeah, he's like, we stopped, quote unquote. And so he sticks out his hand to shake Daniel's hand. Sure. And Daniel sticks out his hand. But Daniel is holding more than just his own flesh in his hand. He's holding a loaded pistol. And immediately he draws back and shoots Philip three times in the middle of the day in broad daylight in Lafayette Square Park. Oh, shit. Philip died. I bet. Three times. Boom, boom, boom. Sure. This, of course, meant that Daniel was arrested right away for murder because he did it in the middle of the park in the middle of the day (laughs) and did not make any attempt to cover this up. But even though he shot a man in broad daylight with a pretty solid motive for doing so, he was able to hire the legal team of the century. And they were able to get him the distinction of being the first person in America to successfully use temporary insanity as a defense for cold-blooded, very motivated murder. (laughs) He walked all the way over there. That is malice aforethought. Mm -hmm. He was so jilted, Ash. He was so jilted that he lost himself. Just lost it. And just like happened to have a gun. How how convenient. Yeah. Yard work gun. I was doing yard work with my yard work gun. (laughs) I rake leaves with this. I blacked out. And I blacked out. (laughs) I blacked out. I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. Was I mad? No. I wasn't mad. I'm mad a little bit because he was also having affairs. Oh, no. I mean, like, Daniel was like, was I mad at this man? Oh. No. I was, I was like, no, I'm, I'm mad at him for shooting someone. I was like, in I'm day. mad. <laughs> I'm mad at the murder. No, I think he's literally, he's like, what rage does not play into this. Mm-hmm. What are you talking oh. about? Never. Did I build no. a taxi driver style mechanical device to shoot the gun from my wrist? Yeah, but that just yeah. happens when I do yard work with. Again, okay. my yard work gun. Okay. Extended his hand, and then I pictured a gun. Like, That's exactly what I pictured too. It's just like, like a, one of those punch gloves, but it's a gun on his hand. And he just goes his spidey senses. <laughs> exactly like a spider web. Yeah. So he got off. He got acquitted. Shot this wow. man. Killed this man in broad daylight. And Daniel just went right back to life after that slip of rage-induced murder he had. As one does, I he guess. He went back to Teresa, who took him back. They stayed married. They did. Unfortunately for them, though, they became social pariahs. Like, sure. very much. Literally, people said it was like they had smallpox. Like, they were quoted as saying that because I mean, they were like, we stayed very much away from that. Yeah. He yeah. killed a guy. This is this is too salacious for this time. It is. Yeah. And he killed oh, yeah. a guy because she was having an affair with him. Like that is that's messy. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Layer on layer of Dude, scandal. 
soup's messy. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to be a part we of that. We also shouldn't give too much credit to the legal team because this is also a time where you can get off on stuff by being like, he had a case of the vapors. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you know. They were like, he had a ghost in his body at that moment. <laughs> and was it, possessed. And it vacated immediately after. We saw it. They're we like, there. the devil summoned him. <laughs> yeah. He put his name the in the was book. A witch. <laughs> yes. Philip was a witch. Let's he gets burn him. Bye. <laughs> pretty easy but he was also not only did he go back to his marriage he also was put in charge of a command at the battle of gettysburg and showing he had learned from his mistakes he wouldn't listen to orders especially specifically from major general george meade who people might know and he ended up leading a bunch of men to get killed in action because of that so wow he wasn't killing it but then Sick guy. Sick guy. Sick guy. <laughs> but then he got hit in the leg with a cannonball. Oh, shit. Which, shuck, which shucks. Shucks. Which shoots and oh, sucks. Shucks. Oh, said. shucks. Direct quote. That's a, he went, oh, oh shucks. shucks. my leg. <laughs> oh, shucks. I've just been cannonballed. Yeah. <laughs> Not the they fun just, kind where I end up in a pool. It's verbatim from the battlefield. Someone was like, and he said unto oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. <laughs> My leg. His leg was almost blown clean off, like just my leg. And at this point, it somehow made it around the battlefield that he had died when this happened. So his command were like really demoralized and they started pulling back. And he didn't want this because they were like gaining at one point. So when he found out that they were so demoralized, he demanded that he be brought to the front of the line in his stretcher. With his leg all man- mangled just to, like, boost their spirits. Bleeding out. Yeah. And apparently, according to a New York Tribune article from 1902, it said, quote, to further reassure his men that he was still alive, he sat up and smoked a cigar. <laughs> then he hey, listen, put it this out. guy's had a bad rap for the whole story, but that's pretty bad. <laughs> that is pretty, pretty badass. Pretty bad I just picture him, like, putting it out on his leg. <laughs> just, like, on his mangled <laughs> leg. He's like, leg I don't even feel that. Yeah. <laughs> Which probably means this needs to be amputated. Somebody cut this shit off. Somebody cut this off. I didn't feel that. Get me some gin. (laughs) No. He was given the Medal of Honor like 35 years later for this whole spiel. Huh. And after battle, the leg, what was left of it, was amputated surgically. And guess what? What? It's in a museum now. His leg? His leg. His preserved cannonball leg is just on display at the Army Medical Museum in Silver Spring, Maryland. And he oh. went to visit it a lot. He went to go and say hi to his leg. He took Mark Twain once. Wow, okay. You want to go, go, go see my leg? Would you like to go visit my leg? Would you like then? to go and see my leg? Mark Twain, oh. what should we do today? Should we just like pop by and give my leg a visit? Like you yeah. get a visit from Mark Twain and you're like, I know exactly what we should do today. What else you do you do with Mark? Bar, yeah. Is, but before that, we should go check my leg out. We should, we should go check my leg out. <laughs> yeah, it's just there. And you can look it up. If you look up the picture, it's it's like the bones of his leg. All set up, preserved, and you can see it was demolished. Like I mean, cannonballs will do that. Yeah, and it was amputated above the knee. So oh. it's the entire like bottom, Ooh. like tibia fibia kind of situation. This speech must have been amazing. Yeah. It was rough. It was rough. Now, as a result of all this, the murder and the cannonball leg. Daniel is now said to haunt Lafayette Park. I bet. Because he's mad and he's probably still looking for Philip. 
I imagine. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, if anybody, Philip should be haunting this place. I imagine I he probably that. is. Yeah. yeah metal. I bet he is. I bet he is. And maybe they're, they're just both like, there. maybe they're just like one step ahead of each other. Like they'll, they'll never get to each other. So they're just always searching. They're like constantly in like a never ending game of hide and seek. That sounds terrible. But unwillingly. But unwillingly. Just forever. Philip's constantly waving from the distance and Daniel yes. can never catch him no matter how hard he runs. He just yes. keeps running. That's exactly yeah. it. They just one leggedly. Yes. One leggedly. Well, apparently, speaking of that, people often see him limping in the streets. Oh, shit. Nearby. They'll just be like, oh, Daniel. That's Daniel. And his leg is apparently haunted. People like his leg is around his, his leg. Why does he have so much reach with his haunting? I mean, yeah. Lafayette, where's the square at again? It's because it's <laughs> he's in Maryland, too. It's because he's in pieces. So I think when you're in pieces, uh, you can go you wherever can you want. Yeah, you can. You have far reach when you've been in God. pieces. Damn. I feel. Cut my leg off when I die. Go hang it up somewhere. Yeah, do it. I'll take Mark Twain there retroactively. <laughs> I ever get like a historical author in my presence, I will take them to visit your leg. Thank you so much. The I would do the same thing. for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. I'm honored to have witnessed that pact you guys just made. (laughs) That was really special. It was. You know? As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of a wide variety of houseplants that are also available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day alive and thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am personally obsessed with fast-growing trees because we wanted to add some trees to our backyard. So we like had somebody come out and give us a quote. And then I looked at the quote and I said, (laughs) no way I'm paying that, baby. But then I heard about fast-growing trees and their prices are so much more reasonable. The experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants too, so you can find the perfect fit for your specific climate, location, and needs. Whether you're looking to add some privacy, shade, or just natural beauty to your yard, Fast Growing Trees has in-house experts ready to help you make the right selection with growing and care advice available 24-7. That was another thing I loved. I could always like call on them to be like, hey, is this going well? Right now, they have the best deals online, like free shipping for a limited time only. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off when using the code MORBID at checkout. That's an additional 15% off FastGrowingTrees.com using the code MORBID at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code MORBID. Offer is valid for a limited time. Tell them we sent you. So that is the tale of Lafayette Park. Wow. But I told you guys I was going to give you a cryptid really quick, too. Yeah, you did. And you said he has legs. He sure does. All right. He has a lot of appendages, actually. I don't know if I like that. This is the Snallygaster. I'm sorry, what? Ooh. And no, I did not just sneeze. I said Snallygaster. Snallygaster. 
Sure. Is that a curse? Is it going to curse us? I just hexed you. Are we good? I feel like you did. Okay. End of podcast. You're in trouble now. Uh, no, the, <laughs> you're like, oh, shit. This is in Maryland. So if you're in Maryland, look out for this fella. All right. he's rolling around somewhere. He's snallygastering. He's snallygastering. Uh, he is kind of like a dragon-like cryptid, which mm. makes him really cool. And it originated with German immigrants that settled in Frederick County in central Maryland. And the name comes from the German word Schnellgeister, I think that was it good. is. Good Schnellgeister. Job. I am like somewhat German somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so maybe like an ancestor came through there. And that word apparently comes from another German word or like phrase. And it's like Schnellgeist, which means quick spirit or fast ghost. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I don't like I don't know. I know. You always want your ghost to just be trudging along. You don't need a fast ghost. You could trap a fast ghost real easy, though. Could you? Hold up a jar. They're in there. You know? There you go. Like a big butterfly. That's the most confident thing I've ever heard someone say before. (laughs) I got you. That was so confident the way you said it. Yeah, that was. I just know it. That's why I had to know. I was like, could you? And you were like, yeah. Just hold up a jar. Hold it up like you're waving at Daniel. (laughs) There you go. There you go. We call it doing the sickle. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. And it looks like this. People first started seeing this uh, Snallygaster in 1735. Damn. And to ward it away, they would put red X's on their barns so that it wouldn't come swooping down. Because apparently, it, I don't know, it just doesn't like, like that. That's like that movie. Yeah. What that, movie? <laughs> that movie where they do that. <laughs> what movie? I know what you're talking about. Wait, say it. What did you say? Is it the of Egypt? <laughs> no, no. No, okay, cool. No, that's, no. I was yeah, like, are no, we there? Yeah. No. No. No, it's like, isn't that like an M. Night Shyamalan movie? I think you're right. The Village? Oh, oh the, the village? village. Yeah, the village. the village. I knew you were correct. On Yeah, I was Guys. just trying to think of the movie, and I was like, I know what you're saying. We got but I don't there. Know. We got there no, collectively. Not the Prince of Egypt. Great not. soundtrack. <laughs> that is a great soundtrack. <laughs> also, The Village. Great movie. Really good movie. Controversial. But great movie. Controversial. Well, because a lot of people don't like it. Fuck those people. Whoa. No, I like you guys, but <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a good movie, damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Haters. So Red X is on the barns. Apparently that will keep them away. So if you're looking for a way, Red X on your barn. Mm. Now this thing looks like a dragon, kind of. It's actually part bird, part reptile. It's huge. Has a beak and tentacles. Oh. And metal claws, like metal-like claws. Metal claws. <laughs> and I don't mean like, dear, 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 like metal. metal. <laughs> I like they're, they're both. Metal. <laughs> like super like death metal claws, yeah. like metal claws. And it's also apparently really loud. Oh, I don't like that. Which I hate. I don't like loud things. I don't either. Freaks me out. Oh. It, it apparently screeches as loud as a train whistle. No. And it sounds like a train whistle. I don't like that sound. Yeah, no. And it's not a metal bird. It's not metal. Are you sure? It's You're not metal. <laughs> it's not it's metal. Metal song. It's not just like yelling metal song. That would be amazing. That'd be fucking awesome. Maybe you know what? I'm not sure. I shouldn't say that I'm sure because maybe yeah. people are just misunderstanding this metal bird as this like. Bird sounds pretty cool. Sounds pretty metal. Rock on, honest. bird. Yeah. But as if those what? So seeing that would be. It, very scary. Mm-hmm. It's a scary thing. One might say. If this wasn't scary enough, it also wants to eat you. See, I'm done. That's where it goes downhill. Sure. It does prefer to eat chickens and children, 
the two C's. That's the main (laughs) part of its diet. Okay. (laughs) But like adults will do in a pinch. I am not a children. If you you can't find children, store-bought will do. Is what they say. Is our so, adults store bought? I would say so. <laughs> Probably. Off-brand. No, it gets it gets the two C's. Like it can get the two C's because it has a really good sense of smell. Like Sarah and uh, and uh, like Mary. Mary. That's yeah. it, it's really funny that you said that because the next thing I wrote was it can track your ass like Mary Sanderson. Hell yeah! And We're your right microphone here. is blocking that part, so I didn't even see it. Right here. Heyo. And also, so it can smell ya. But it also mm-hmm. smells Ew. like it stinks. Oh, it stinks? Stinks. Oh. So you not only see this horrifying mashup of sea, land, and sky coming at you, but it smells like shit. Smells something horrible. Yeah, for you. it just, yeah. you're seeing this awful thing with tentacles and just like everything screeching at you. And it's just and like, it smells. and it's flying. So it's just wafting its yes. smell everywhere. How oh. fucked up is that? Ah. I didn't think of that. That's <laughs> what's <laughs> It's doing like death metal screams while smelling like shit. It's it's doing pig pig squeals. It's doing pig squeals. That's a word, dude. This part's sick. I'm still in. I'm I'm still in. in. Because also, we're not children, so we might be okay. Yeah, but it could could eat us too. Very true. Very true. But are we going to take our chances? Maybe to see this. I don't know. Epic death, though. That's the last thing you see? Yeah, that's true. As long as it leaves like my I'm, leg. I'm, like I'm on the side of a, one of those cool vans. That's yes. the last thing you do. I'm like a painting on the side of a van. Oh, hell you. yeah. A van that somebody opens up the back and smoke just builds up. That'd be pretty yeah. sick. <laughs> that's what that's what would happen. My Snallygaster, brother. My, my friend Tom painted it on there. It's my Snallygaster. Well, it's in the dark. Uh, it, well, you know what? That's good because he's nocturnal as well. Oh, shit. Look so. at that. So that actually works out. His dirty deeds are done under the cover of darkness. Mm. Now, its wingspan is something close to 25 feet long. That's long. So pretty big. Long boy. I also didn't get to mention that it has not one, not two, but it has three eyes. Ooh, so it like knows shit. Three. It knows shit. Its third third eye is open. Yeah. Yeah, it knows stuff about you that you don't even know. I bet. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm willing to bet. That I believe that. And that one eye in the middle of its forehead is red. No. So it's it definitely knows things about yeah. you. And That's it's going to use them against you, I feel like. Oh, no. It also, like I said, it has tentacles. And when I first read that, I was like, what do you mean, though? Like, like an what octopus? do you mean it has tentacles? Like, what? So it has tentacles, but people are confused about where they're actually coming from. Sometimes they feel like they're coming from its mouth beak. Like it just oh. opens its mouth and it's like, like blah, blah, blah. And a bunch of tentacles in there. Yeah, just like and just like tentacles. Oh. I mean, like alien. Yes. Like an, yeah. It just, just something in its mouth. Mm-hmm. Ew. Some people think there's just tentacles on it, and it just has tentacles that can also grab you. Ew. So either way, there's tentacles for the sake of tentacles, and to me, that's really horrifying. It is. I don't want tentacles for any sake but especially not just for the sake of being tentacles for calamari's sake for calamari's <laughs> sake where are these tentacles how about that <laughs> <laughs> now this is horrifying sounds crazy but president theodore roosevelt did not think it was crazy teddy loved a good adventure he loved it and he thought it was real he was worried about this he actually wanted to postpone some big african safari trip he was taking for like 
And he had been planning this for like months and it was this big deal. Damn. He was going to totally postpone this and not go because he wanted to stay and hunt the Snallygaster. That's oh, hilarious. He considered it Drink a priority. Or something? Like, is, is Likely. He was still fit to be president. He might have been arsenic eating at this point. I'm not really yeah. sure. I like, want to chat with him someday because he also went out to um, where the Bell Witch lived. Oh, you're right. He and like did. stayed with that family while they were being haunted by the Bell Witch. He was Theodore Roosevelt Van Helsing as well. Right. <laughs> right. Are we, are Literally. We this, are we cracking this code? Or? I think we just cracked the case. I think here. we figured something out, guys. I also think we know that Teddy Roosevelt would have had like a paranormal show on the Travel Channel if he had been around oh, today. Sure. Or a podcast. He'd be Zach Bagans, oh. but like <laughs> Yes, he probably would be. He would. I think he like offended the the Bell Witch. She like threw him off his horse or something. Oh, you're right. right. I yeah. think so. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's the Snallygaster. Be on the lookout for it, people of Maryland, because it's big Damn. and loud and smells like shit. So you'll know I it's coming. And it's got I tentacles. Will, <laughs> I will be on the lookout for the Snallygaster and its mouthful of Kalamat. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> and it smells. That would get you get a lot of Kalamar out of that. You you would because oh, it's, it's so much. It's like bottomless. Yeah. <laughs> bottomless. I don't think anybody needs bottomless calamari. Bottomless calamari? <laughs> Especially not That's of the Snallygaster variety. I would fuck you up real bad. <laughs> bottomless calamari is crazy. I would never go to that establishment. <laughs> yeah, you can't. There's certain things you just can't take that far. It's Everything true. It shouldn't be bottomless. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and Snallygaster calamari is one of those Mimosas things. <laughs> and fries should be bottomless, yeah. and that's it. <laughs> Oh, man. So those are my tales. Damn. I loved those. Of a haunted leg, a murder, an affair, and a snallygaster. I liked those a lot. <laughs> Diversity. You know, it was like Thank you hit you. two different spectrums, you know? Like, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm into it. I wanted to bring the heat. You did. You brought <laughs> something, all right. You brought the heat, the smell, the metal. Oh, yeah. What brought a metal, a metal cryptid? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Alvin. I think you're up. It's on me? It's on you it's now. It's on you. Okay. All right. So, uh, my story is, uh, it's, it's a, tr it's true in nature, but goes into the spooky dookie. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, um, I live in Baltimore, which has a lot of history and Edgar Allan Poe's from here. I'll, this is the story of a haunting in Fells Point, which Ooh. is an area here, with all these cool bars. The streets are cobblestone. Oh. Some of the bars go back to the 1700s and some things happen in those bars. Cool. I love a cobblestone street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Not great for when you're wearing, like, boots or things that nope. have a heel on them. You will roll an Worst. ankle, but it's good for the aesthetic. Though. Oh, it just, it looks great, feels awful. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. It, that's life, though. That's it's life. Fair. You <laughs> know what? Good, yeah. feels awful. <laughs> uh, uh, so in the early 1900s, a Polish immigrant by the name of John Rakowski owned and operated a pub called the Wharf Rat, which was an, establish an establishment that had been around since the 1790s. Damn. In fact, it was the first licensed bar in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And it was a hub for sailors and pirates. So Ooh, picture arg. like the salt platoon from SpongeBob SquarePants, but, <laughs> yes. but like real, but like real. Like so salty really getting in checked there. for your toughness and your saltiness at the place. <laughs> I like that a lot. I can yeah. smell that place. I don't want to yeah, oh, smell that yeah. place. 
Yeah, yeah. So ocean. My nose is not <laughs> letting me do that. It's, it's so it much ocean. Like, it smells like a wharf rat. Yeah, truly. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so according to legend, Rakowski had recently purchased a Victrola horn phonograph. So that's, you know, that's the, the record player with the horn coming off of it. Hell yeah. Today, people get them from Urban Outfitters and have like tattoos of them. But at this point, <laughs> this was like the peak of technology. You know, Hell this yeah. Was, this was the iPhone. This, If you had one of these... <laughs> This is like a, this is a status symbol. Yep. This was pre-hipster. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this was straight up like, whoa, you have a what? Like you stop, <laughs> things stop when they, you know. Like when you rolled stop. that in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hey guys, let me blow your minds really quick. Let me pull out the old Victrola. So he has one of these. Uh, he has one of these. Um, and again, it's the year 1907. So Rutkowski had only one record. The Star Spangled Banner. Whoa, oh. wait a minute. Energy. Well, there is a theme here. Whoa. There's, here. There's things happening. It's Look at us. Holy cannoli, yeah. guys. <laughs> Look at he us. Only one record. He only one record, the Star Spangled Banner. He allegedly played the Star Spangled Banner ad nauseum on this particular night, on a particular night at the Wharf Rat, because he was so excited to have a record player. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I would be really angry, but like, I get it now. He said, oh, say, can you see? Yeah, listen, man, you get the Sonos speakers coming in. I mean, obviously more songs exist today, but what song sounds best on the Sonos? You keep playing that song. That's, That's all he true. was doing. That's I relate true. to this. Yes. You know what? I I say, I, I was going to say, Ash is like, um, hello, hyperfixation Mary over there. <laughs> yep, like, yep, yep. I, I was like, you know what? Let's listen to this song 20 times. It's great. Yeah, yep. I just cycle through Ghost like over and over again. So I'm not mad at it. I, but... can't, I can't even be mad at this guy because yeah. I would do the yeah. same thing. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like it's the Star Spangled Banner. Like how? Yeah. How hard is that hitting? Even in exactly. 1907, like, you know? Yeah. I like, mean, I they hadn't heard, you know, they hadn't heard Drop It Like It's Hot or something like that. Like, <laughs> They to them, this is the jam. This is it. But there's a limit to the jams. You know, there, you, certainly you can't just keep playing it over and over again. But he was excited. I can't I can't be mad at him. You know, uh, one customer, his cousin, Alexander Anderson, took exception to the constant loop of the Star Spangled Banner and demanded that he turn it off, oh, which is good. honestly, it's a reasonable request. It is. But it's also yeah. like every party party has a pooper. That's why we invited you. Yeah. <laughs> why we invited alex Being i guess a party pooper exactly. when everybody else is loving like oh my god run it back yeah everybody is living the air horns going crazy you hear the remix spent and this guy reasonably is like can you please i'd rather sit in silence yeah he's like we heard this i get it i get it it's been done right yeah. But you also you have to keep in mind, Rakowski being both the owner of the Wharf Rat and the owner of this once in a generation piece of technology is like, who the fuck are you to tell me? This is my bar. This is my phonograph that I'm playing out. my record on. You can leave. Yeah. 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 It's like, which also valid. Both of Very these things reasonable. are valid. like, I don't want to hear the Star Spangled Banner 50 times. Well, I own the place and I'll play what I wish. Exactly. So it's like is to play this song 50 times. Go somewhere else, my dude. Go somewhere else, man. You're in Fells Point. There's bars everywhere. I assume I wasn't there. But this is there, this is Star Spangled Banner a night. Few other bar. Had to be at least one other bar in this bar area for sailors. There had to be. I would think. Yes. Um, so you know, they start to get to bickering back and forth because Rakowski resented the tone Anderson used. You Ooh. know, sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Exactly. 
He probably said, turn that dumb song off. You know, he probably insulted yeah. it. And this guy's high on the song right now. Oh, hell yeah. So I this is my jam. Funeral by Phoebe Bridgers. Like, I remember the, like, if you told me <laughs> that song sucked, we're going to have a problem. We might. Yeah. So I understand, you know, tensions are high. Absolutely. He said some nasty things about the Star Spangled Banner. And, you know, not that's right. not how you, you catch more flies with honey. Exactly. So they uh, they start going back and forth. And now Anderson's demanding that he turns the music off. And enraged, he took a swing at, at Rakowski, who eventually succeeded in kicking him out of the pub. So they got into a little bit of a scuffle, but Rakowski kicks him out of his bar, tells him, get out of here. I'll play the Star Spangled Banner as much as I damn well, please. Oh, hell yeah. Anderson dusted himself off and left, but he later returned with his brother. I Adam. knew it. Oh, yeah. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. We hadn't it's seen the old, last of him. Mm-mm. Yeah. You haven't heard the last of him. He dusted himself <laughs> off in his fancy clothes with they all had like a uh, little uh, frilly collars and he dusted off. Oh, yeah. A off. kerfuffle. And he said, yeah, the last of me. <laughs> and he left. He came back with Adam and a pistol that he purchased nearby. Oh, no. Oh, he got that like that day. Yeah, he just went and got a pistol, you know. He just yes. angry and bought a pistol right then and there. The 1700s um, of it all. <laughs> yes. 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 I'll take a pistol and 17 of your finest marbles. Or whatever, <laughs> whatever came out of those, whatever came out of those guns and some gunpowder. Whatever came out of those. <laughs> yeah. so, so they came back and they shot Rakowski, who stood by the bar's pool tables. And Rakowski was taken to Johns Hopkins Hospital. Where, which it was still there then. One of the, one I was going to say, damn. Yeah, it's been around. Uh, so uh, the, the brothers, let me tell Yes, so he was taken to Johns Hopkins Hospital. This is 1907. He was taken to Johns Hopkins, John Hopkins Hospital where he died, leaving behind his wife and seven children. Oh. Yeah. The brothers were picked up by the police and arrested because they shot a man in broad daylight at his own bar. But just um, playing a song. Just yeah, he, song. He was just hyper fixating a little. Let him have a moment. You know? Think about it. Star Spangled Banner had to be like Party in the USA. Oh my when, God, when the, yeah. The record player's out. It's one of the first records pressed. Yeah. It's getting played. You're riding down the street, yeah. you're hearing them laid in people's wagons. Like, this is the thing. This is the anthem yeah. of the year. You know? So uh, Anderson was convicted uh, in the Rakowski murder in October of 1907. Spooky times. Ooh. Uh, um, yes. The Wharf Rat eventually opened up back under new management. And not long after that, stories began spilling out of customers and staff reporting seeing floating orbs in the spot where John was shot. Ooh. Hearing music faintly from coming from dark corners of the bar and a specific, a specific spirit being seen by cooks in the kitchen area for years. I love that he did not give it up after eternity. Like, he was like, I'm going to still play my fucking like, song. This is my jam <laughs> with a capital J. Hell yeah. Put the Star Spangled Banner even harder. Oh, I would do the same thing. He said, let's get yeah. this into the top 40. <laughs> <laughs> the number one song in the country, the Star Spangled Banner. So, so uh, this spirit is believed to be that of the murdered man, uh, who was often reported as being seen crying by those who caught a glimpse of him in the kitchen area. That's Aww. so sad. Well, maybe... Yeah, it's sad, but maybe he just is so moved by the Star Spangled Banner, you know? Like, oh, let's, maybe. Let's put a positive spin on it, you know? He loves the song. And maybe he's just really happy that now he gets to play it as much as he wants. That's Perhaps. that's a good point. Let's, th- let's try to find a positive spin. Yeah, I like you it. Yeah. Happy tears. <laughs> yes. So John is apparently not the only spirit that still haunts the halls of the wharf rat. Back in 2004, the then owner of the tavern stated that some nights the music will turn down mysteriously on its own. 
Ooh. Because it's not the Star Spangled Banner. I was going to say. <laughs> that is uh, not the jam. Yeah, yeah. Turn this fucking Fleet Foxes off now. Put the Star Spangled <laughs> Banner on now. So, uh, it is believed that the murder victim... It is believed that the murderer and the victim share the same space, bickering over the Star Spangled Banner for all of eternity. Oh, no. So Alexander's turning that shit down. We got uh, Mr. Rakowski turning that shit back up. They're just having a battle, you know? And, Damn. Uh, yeah, so it's believed that both of those spirits still haunt this building to this day. Unfortunately, in 2021, uh, the wharf rat closed its doors after being bought by a mystery buyer in an online auction. Shortly after the sale went, I know I hate when like, and the, yeah. But listen, I'm going to get into gastro pub culture for a half a second because it is annoying. Mm. But, you know, this really cool old place with a lot of character was bought by a mystery uh, buyer in an online auction. And then shortly after the sale went through, it was revealed that the buyer was um, a woman named Jesse Sandlin who competed in season six of Top Chef. Oh, so. Yes. Yeah, so great right. chef. She has a she has a place called Jesse O's here in, in uh, Baltimore. It's good food. And she's going to, you know, remodel it and open it and make a chic little okay. you know, gastro pub type of situation out of that, which is, you know, I like, you know, I like good restaurants. We I do like too. Hell yeah. And I love I, Top Chef. And I love Top Chef. Who doesn't? Exactly. But I also I love a good dive bar. Me too. So like, so, like you pulled in both directions. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like <laughs> I love a good restaurant. I'm going to go. I'm going to go line up and I'm going to go try the food. But Hell at the yeah. same time. I love a good dive bar with mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. box, a character on the oh, wall. Oh yeah, and sitting in there knowing like all the history that happened in there yeah, is like so ooh, fun. You know? Yeah, so I'm hoping that she keeps maybe the bar or some of the furniture or some some I element. Bet she of it. will. You got to keep something. She was on Top Chef. She'll keep yeah. it. She knows. She knows, <laughs> I have she knows faith. She, yeah. Uh, so one last fun fact is there is a company called the Baltimore Ghost Tours. That will take you around all the spooky locations in the city, specifically in this Fells Point area. And in 2007, on the 100th anniversary of his murder, John Rakowski's remaining family, which was about 50 people, all got together and honored John at the Wharf Rat. I uh, love they sat that. Around and, they sat around and told his story. They sang the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, yeah, uh, they did. In his honor. And they had cake. Uh, it is. It was reported that John did not make an appearance this night, but a lot of people like to believe that he was at peace so much, enjoying watching from a distance, that he didn't feel like he needed to break it up with showing up. You know. I love that. I don't think it would be warm. I don't think it would be warmly received, even though they're all there for him. <laughs> like if you were at your grandmother's funeral and you guys are all celebrating her, and then her ghost showed up. Yeah, I would we, say, Nana. Like, oh my god! Like, oh my god! It's a fucking ghost is here! Run! I'd be you know? so excited. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'd be like, Ma, what's up, <laughs> girl? I knew you'd come here. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so that was the story of John Rakowski and the wharf rat. That's amazing. I love that. I also love that that just like perfectly lined up with that your really story. did. Right. That's there, amazing. You, you the beginning. There was a, there's a theme here. There was. Ash, you, have, you have shoes to fill. We've uh, been on theme. Will you be on theme? We brought the Star Spangled Banner. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll find something. We'll try. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. 
Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I'm going to talk about the Martha Washington Hotel in Abingdon, Virginia. Ooh. So she has legs. She had legs, Martha Washington. There you go. Legs for days. That's one thing she's known for is those long legs. Those Those legs. Those gams, though. (laughs) That gate, baby. (laughs) All right. Well, long before that hotel was ever established, the building was actually just a home. And it was built in 1832 for General Francis Preston, his wife, Sarah Buchanan Preston, and their nine children. A lot of kids. A lot of kids. Yeah. Um, Now, General Francis Preston was said to be the hero of the War of 1812. So he was like a pretty big deal. I'd say. And he also had a lot of money. And back then it cost about $15,000 for him to build his house, which in today's money is a little more than half a million dollars. I was just going to say, that must be a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah. He had lots. Yeah. I mean, to have nine kids, you'd have to have like a little something, something saved up. So I would say so. Good on him. Now, the Preston family stuck around for about 26 years. And then he ended up dying like the first year that the home that they were in the home. And then his wife ended up keeping it up. But I don't know what happened. And they just somebody bought it. (laughs) That was it. That was it. (laughs) The end. (laughs) They said, let's turn this place into an all girls college. Yeah, they did. Now, even that though it big? Cha- that, yeah, yeah, apparently. It was big. Jesus. It was a yeah. mansion. And she owned. Yes. Now, even though it changed hands, there are still some of the Preston family's heirlooms in the hotel to this day, like a nine-foot-tall grandfather clock that one of the daughters actually had shipped to her family from England. Nine still feet there. tall? Nine feet tall. And it still Damn. works to this day. That's wow. a clock. Isn't that cool? How expensive was that to ship? Probably right? Like- $52 or, in a, a million <laughs> or a zillion and four yeah. today. <laughs> Probably half a million. <laughs> That's an imposing clock. Yeah, it's a lot. But how thoughtful. Nine foot tall clock. How you thoughtful to just send a nine foot clock. Very thoughtful. By I love boat? it. But yeah, I mean, uh, by ship? Yeah. <laughs> by sea? I was just <laughs> By sea, you say? (laughs) Now, the hotel uh, lobby today is actually what was once the Preston's living room, which is really cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love stuff like that. When you can, like, sit in it and be like, wow, they were just, like, hanging out in the living room here. And, like, now I'm just checking in in my room. Now I'm just checking in for the night. Yeah. So when the building was revamped and turned into a college, like I said, it was named after Miss Martha Washington, the very first first lady, the one with the legs. With the gams. That Martha Washington. (laughs) That's that's the one. Now, over the years, the locals actually have shortened the name a bit, and now it's just the Martha. That's amazing. So fresh. So true. I like that. It makes you kind of think of Martha Stewart, though. Absolutely. I feel like I I love her. I respect her. You know, because whenever you hear like, that's so Martha, you're like Martha Stewart, I know. Yeah. Do you know that Martha Stewart? When I'm always going around saying that's so Martha. Yeah. Whenever. Do you know she's in her 80s? I know. She looks great. Yes. She does look fantastic. She looks incredible. And she's just like, uh, she's a woman about town. She's just like, you'd never know. She's killing it. She goes on TikTok sometimes. I love it. 
And she's been to jail. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's tight, man. Because <laughs> she wouldn't rat. Yeah. But we won't get into all that. <laughs> oh, we just love Martha. Go, Martha. <laughs> this is a Martha Stan podcast. All Marthas. Well, this Martha, this Martha has seen a lot of shit over the years between the Civil War and the Great Depression. And a lot of the ghost stories that circulate throughout the Martha and originate like within the Martha. walls. The Martha. <laughs> it's funny every time I hear it. And they, these ghost stories originate from within the walls of this place, and a lot of them come from the Civil War. Oof. Yeah. So during that time, a lot of the young women attending the college there, they ended up changing courses, and more and more of them started looking to nursing as a way to help out during the war. So the men serving were using the school grounds as their kind of training barracks. And before long, the Martha would become a makeshift hospital for fallen soldiers, both Yankees and Confederates. Oof. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I don't know if you like want to hose those two people in the same places. The tense hangout. Huh? I was going to say, seems like a conflict of interests happening. That's here. a lot. Oof. Yeah. Now, plenty of battles were also fought nearby, and much of the surrounding land was, like, very, very affected by the war, but the Martha remained unscathed. Because it's the Martha. She's the Martha. She's elegant. <laughs> yeah. So, once the war was over, classes resumed, and, you know, things went back to norma normal for a little bit. After it was just, like, a battlefield hospital. They were like, yeah, quick timeout. Just quickly gonna become a battlefield hospital. I just picture somebody, like, pressing a button and, like, all the desks just go back together. Like, a professor pops out from, like, a desk and he's like, alright, class in session. I love it. Yeah. But, so things went back to normal for, like, a little bit. But then the Great Depression rolled around and then that brought a lot of typhoid mm. fever with it during that time period. So people didn't have money and they were dying. So the um, enrollment dipped a little bit because like death and no money. That will happen. Yeah. And by 1932, the Martha was officially closed. Oh, so she changed hands a couple times. But guess what? Don't worry. She was only closed for like a couple years. And for a little while. Can't keep a good Martha down. You cannot. <laughs> I mean, look what happened to Martha Stewart. Exactly. She came out fine. Just a couple years. Came out even so better. Martha. <laughs> so Martha. So Martha. <laughs> now, for a little while, the actors and actresses involved in shows that were going on across the street at the Barter Theater would actually use the Martha as housing. And some of the most famous guests during that time were Patricia Neal and Ned uh, Beatty. Beatty. Damn it. Beatty. Ned Beatty. <laughs> Ned Beatty. 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 <laughs> Nettie B. <laughs> but then, Beatty. in 1935, the Martha reopened its doors as a hotel, and then from that point forward, people have been sharing paranormal happenings for decades. So let's get into them. Let's go. There's, like, quite a few spirits that haunt this place, and the first one is no human at all. It's actually a horse. <laughs> Ghost horse? Yes. I have All a little right. equestrian haunting for Ooh, you guys today. We love to see it. So the it horse. The movie. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. So the horse is most often spotted on the southern region of the land, which makes sense because that is where he was tied up when his owner was brought to what once was the hospital on this ground on these grounds. Now, the owner of the horse was a Union soldier, so, like, rock on. <laughs> and he had been attacked by Confederates. Rock down. <laughs> rock down. Rock you off. suck. <laughs> rock off. Rock, rock out of here. Rock down. Yeah. <laughs> so, I like that we just went down. Rock down. <laughs> so he got got by them, unfortunately. Um, the owner of the horse, he had been attacked by them because they were riding into Ad 
I can't say this word. Hold on. Abingdon. I kept autocorrecting to like a different word. Oh, I hate that. Is not the truth. <laughs> it is a falsity. So they were riding into Abingdon. And as they rode in, they attacked this huge group of Union soldiers, soldiers standing guard. And as the shots were flying, a bullet grazed this particular soldier's head. Oh, so he totally fell down off the horse and he ended up being carried to the hospital. And when he was brought inside, somebody tied up his horse, like I said, on the South Lawn. So unfortunately, this guy ended up dying from his injuries and the horse stood there waiting for him all night, all night. Now, as morning broke, somebody went out to check on the horse, maybe bring it like a little carrot or something. And he was gone. And there was like no marks in the grass that showed that he trotted away, like no sign of him leaving whatsoever. So they actually put on like a hunt for this horse, like they were trying to locate this horse and they could never find it. But now, in present day, people will spot this horse on the southern lawn. He's back. But as they go forward and start to approach him, he'll just disappear. Good for him. Good Ghost for him. horse, equestrian <laughs> haunting. Your business. I'm doing my horse yeah. thing. He's like, are and you my you... owner? No. So no, get yeah. fucked. Oof. Bye. Who doesn't want to just go... And just vanish when you don't feel like talking. I'm a head out. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So that's the ghost horse. Now, the next paranormal happening is also not a person. Well, geez. But it is the blood stain from a person. Oof. So. And it's haunted? What's that? A haunted blood stain? Haunted blood stain? (laughs) Yes, a haunted blood stain. Let's go. As we know, in the early days of the war being fought, the Martha was turned into a hospital. But before that, it was a school. And the young woman who there was a young woman who was attending the school and then ended up being a nurse. But she got wrapped up in a love affair with a high standing Confederate soldier. Oh, girly. We're we're not rooting for her. Rock down. Rock down. Rock down out of here. Rock down. Rock down. Now, this particular soldier was also a narc. So maybe that's a thing. I'm shocked. Mitch and a turncoat as well. <laughs> yes, exactly. Wow. He sucked. What was what what was she looking for what here? Was the <laughs> yeah, like what is the appeal here? I don't know. Like losers. <laughs> uh, she's in college, so probably. Damn. <laughs> she's in her self sabotage phase yeah. right now. So going full send in the sabotage department. No. So yeah, he's a narc. He was a lookout and a spy for the Confederate side, and he was supposed to. To inform his general Robert E. Lee on the whereabouts and the hideouts of the Union soldiers. Hmm. So he knew, and he had just gotten this job, and he knew it was going to be really dangerous. So before he set out on his duties for the day, he wanted to say goodbye to his girlfriend because he was like, "I don't know how I'm going to fare here." But so I can he, tell you. yeah. <laughs> so he uses this underground tunnel system that runs right underneath the school, and also apparently had stairs that led into the building. Um, The tunnel system is, like, still there and connects the Martha to the previously mentioned Barter Theater. I just don't think it's uh, usable anymore. Like, it collapsed back when. Because that would be wild to see. That'd be so crazy. That's gnarly. But so as he climbs up into the school, he's making his way downtown to his lover who has bad judgment. (laughs) And he ends up being spotted by two uh, Union soldiers who shoot him right as he gets to her door. Now... She opens the door hearing the commotion and he falls right at her feet and dies on that very spot, soaking the ground beneath him. 
And throughout <laughs> all the years since then, the blood stain that was left from him has been known to reappear from time to time, despite everybody's best effort to clean it up. There's been new flooring put in. They put carpet over the area at one point, and still the blood stain shows up. And actually, when they put the carpet in, there have just been like holes that will appear over where the blood stain is. And if you look through it, you'll see the blood stain. That's so like him. That is so like him, just not going away, just yeah, narking leave, forever. Leave us alone. Yeah. <laughs> I, all, all of his faults, college, bro. <laughs> all of his faults, and I knew he would also be that like guy who they just won't let it go. <laughs> yup, yup. So the bloodstain people still say like it will appear to this day. It just simply That's won't fade. Creepy. And how creepy! Like even when they put new flooring in, there's a few of these kind of stories in places where like a bloodstain will just like consist, mm-hmm. or some kind of stain will just like not go away. Mm-hmm. They're always the weirdest and creepiest to me because I'm yeah. like, why is this a haunted stain? It doesn't make <laughs> sense either. Like I understand ghosts because it's like yeah. an energy kind of thing. I think because of his shittiness, maybe he just, that's what he comes back as. He's just blood. A stain. stain. I like that. (laughs) When you're a shitty person, you come back as a stain. I mean, he was a stain, so. (laughs) Stain. So maybe that's that. So fuck that guy. If you ever live in a gross house, you can just use this as an excuse. Now you're just like, oh my God, there's ghost stains everywhere. I'm sorry. Like, there's ghost stains everywhere. Just so many shitty ghosts coming back. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Can't stop them. Can't stop, won't stop. (laughs) All right. Well, this next paranormal instance is another love story, but we're actually rooting for this one. Is this Um, a person? Yes, yes, this is where we finally have people. And this one also involves some ghostly tunage, my friends. Oh, yes. There it is. There we go. Connection. Connection. Okay. Oh, oh, Music, music, music. Connection made. There we go. All right. So there was a young nurse working in this building and she fell in love with one of her patients who was a union soldier. There we go. And he was named Captain John Stoves. We love a John. I know. And he was a captain even. (laughs) So hot right now. Two good Johns is what we're seeing here. Cheers. (laughs) So Captain John Stoves unfortunately had been badly injured on the battleground and his soldiers carried him through the tunnel system and up into the hospital using that secret stairway. And he was brought to the third floor and immediately admitted into room 403. So the nurse assigned to his room was a young woman known only as Beth, just simply Beth. And for weeks and weeks, while Beth tended to Captain John, she would also play him his favorite songs on her violin. That's adorable. romantic. But unfortunately, over time, Captain John was not getting any better. And one night he was sitting with Beth and he called out to her, play something, Beth. I'm going. Oh, John. (laughs) He said, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm I'm out. I'm ahead out, Beth. (laughs) I'm out of place. Peace. (laughs) As he lay there dying, (laughs) Beth played him a quote unquote sweet southern melody. Good for Beth. I don't know what song. And he died. Spangled Banner. Spangled Banner. But just weeks later, Beth also ended up dying from typhoid fever, which I mentioned was running rampant. Oh, no. And the day she died, people started hearing her violin music coming from that room 403 and all throughout the third floor. 
and some That's guests. Creepy. So like even like the day she died, it started happening. So it's like still a hospital and then it goes back to being a college and people are hearing the music. And then now that it's a hotel, people who have that room will say that they feel a presence <laughs> and that they can hear her violin softly playing. Alvin has just been shaking his head. Alvin is in a time. place of nor clear. It, it went to not sweet so quickly. It was so sweet and notebookish at first. And then it went to terrifying and I don't want to be here. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like a room with a presence unless it's like the presence of a good smell. And here's the thing. I love a good string instrument. Yeah. Like, bring me a violin. Bring me some some violin. But like when it's just string instruments in the air and I don't have. Yeah. I need to know where it's coming from. I need to see it. Yeah. I need to see the person playing it. And then I can be like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Put a little tip in their case. Exactly. But just in the air. No. Disembodied string music. No. It goes goes children's laughter in a distance. Hate it. And string instrument now. Yeah. I know I had this fear, but the sound of a child laughing in the distance that you and there's not supposed to be a child yeah, here no and you know, violin yep subtly in the background playing sad music yeah yeah that, a sweet southern melody which like yeah. what well, is the she sweet definitely like southern slowed melody. it down made oh it, yeah made she it did sad, you know, oh like flipped, yeah she flipped it to tragedy i bet it, it was like hauntingly beautiful oh though, i'm sure you know? it was because he had just said i'm a head out you gotta he said play me you gotta something. play so. play me out yeah my god imagine but actually apparently they're both captain john and beth are both said to be buried in abingdon's green spring cemetery so if you want to go find them i don't know if they're buried together i'm a, i want to find them well, let's go find them let's go i want to see them let's go to virginia i want to see captain john all right. Well, we have more hauntings first. Oh, okay. number four on the list of hauntings comes from the tunnels that I've mentioned a few times. Oh, yeah. Those are haunted as fuck. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So like I said, the tunnel was mainly used for soldiers. It was also used as part of the Underground Railroad. And then after the war, the actors and actresses who were working at the Barter Theater and staying at the end, like I said, they'd use the tunnel as like a go back and forth between work and home. I feel like I wouldn't do that. I personally would yeah. never. <laughs> Just through a creepy dark tunnel? No. Yeah. You? No. Like all that history in there, I'd be like. I'm going to walk across the street. Even but, just like if there wasn't history in there, I'm not using a tunnel yeah, for shit. No. no. I'm not a miner. No, there's just a lot yeah, going on in there. <laughs> I'll just cross the street. It's I am right not there. a gopher. Cross, I'm going to stay up How here. much quicker could it be? Exactly. Yeah, probably not. I could fall. I have to climb up something. I could yeah, just no. walk in through the door frame. Yeah. Threshold. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The thing. Yeah, so many of those people, these actors and actresses, they said they got this weird sense of dread underneath in the tunnel. And many think that there's something haunting that tunnel. And they say the spirit seems dark and malevolent. Now, soldiers were definitely killed down there. And the tunnel also actually collapsed in 1890 and was said to have killed a man who was down there. So some people think that he could be the angry spirit still lingering. But others think that it's the ghost of a Confederate soldier who was killed by Union soldiers once they heard that ammunition was being hidden and stuffed away in the basement of the Martha. I don't want any of that. Yeah, so they think that the ghost is still trying to protect the tunnel and is, like, stuck on this loop of keeping Union soldiers out. Oh. And that's why the tunnel has such an unwelcoming vibe. Oh. 
creepy. But as recently as 1995, there was a sighting during a big renovation of the Barter Theater where two workers ended up seeing two men emerge from the tunnel. But they referred to these men emerging from the tunnel as ghostly figures. No. And they were like, yeah, they weren't actual dudes. So from that moment forward, anybody working on the renovations at the time refused to work past a certain time. Yeah. They were like, I am not staying here any longer than necessary. Yeah, I'm not here to fuck with that. But I'm pretty sure that the tunnel is closed at this point. So I guess that's like the one spirit that you don't really have to worry about too much. Ooh. Oh, God, no, I don't like that. No, I, no, don't I like hate it. it. I don't like, like, that's what I don't like. Like, whenever I'm in Brooklyn and New York, like, you'll see people, sometimes you see people dress like it's the 1900s. Yes. It throws you off because you're like, is that a ghost? So, <laughs> right. like, when you see, somebody, if you were, imagine working, you just see somebody come out of the tunnel wearing like suspenders and big puffy pants. And you're yes. Like, that guy's dressed different. And you just <laughs> look you around. Extra? You're like, is everyone else seeing that? Or <laughs> and everybody's like, me? No. Everybody's walking around dressed like ghosts these days, and I don't like it. And I do not like it. They need shirts that say, like, ghost or not ghost. (laughs) I'm paranormal. (laughs) Just vintage, not a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, guys, we have a fifth haunt. So the fifth haunt coming from the Martha is a messy man in more ways than one. And this ghost is often spotted in the hallways dressed in soldier's gear, and he's using crutches to get around. However... He forgot to wipe his feet upon entrance, and he leaves a trail of mud behind him wherever he goes. That's rude. Yeah. So people will try to call out and get his attention and be like, hey, asshole, you're tracking mud everywhere. (laughs) But it's no use because he's just in a perpetual state of setting you up to Swiffer. But if you, worst ghost ever, worst ghost ever. <laughs> but if you do get the chance to see his face, be prepared, my I'm friends, not. because if you get an actual look at him and he turns around and checks you out, you will see that his head is split into two and there's oh. all kind of brain matter and, and bone exposed. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I can forgive the dirt tracks because I don't I think he's got more on his mind. Yeah. <laughs> then wiping his feet. I would think. I would think. Yeah. He's got his so, own set of problems. Yeah, he's got priorities and mud art is not high that, up on that. That unfortunate person that gets to get around to him is like, hey, guy, the foot. Pro- oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they just start crying immediately on impact. And I love it because it sounds like he just turns around like, like, what the fuck is up? Yeah. You want to talk? You, you want to yeah. scold me about the mud? Yeah, check this Jeez. out. My brain's literally coming out of my head. Sorry. And I have crutches. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going through it, okay? Like, damn. But the most haunted place in the Martha is said to be the basement. Yeah. Because oh. during the Civil War, a lot of people on the wrong side of the fight were keeping people enslaved. And in the basement at the Martha, there were chambers where enslaved people were kept. Now, obviously, these people were they were not living in great conditions at all. And beyond that, they were also being abused daily. So many of them died while being kept down there. And it's said that their remains were buried within the walls of the basement. Oh, Oh, my God. So now people will go down there and they obviously feel like overwhelming sadness. And they also run into like a lot of ice cold spots. Like you'll just be walking and then immediately you'll get this like crazy chill. And people also will see figures out of the corner of their eyes. I feel like I have goosebumps right now. Yeah, I do. Actually, my my goosebumps have goosebumps. So if you guys want to stay at the Martha... 
Um, remember that it's said to be one of the most haunted location locations in Virginia, and there are 63 rooms to choose from. And apparently really famous people have stayed in the in the rooms over the years. Uh, Harry Truman, he was like the president one time. <laughs> Lady Bird Johnson, she was with the president one time. And Elizabeth Taylor's even stayed there. And she's Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor. And she's, <laughs> that's Charlotte's dog. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Well, you've done a great job. This is a great advertisement for the Martha. Um, I'll tell you where I, I know where I'm going to be staying next. That's Abington, Virginia. There you go. Home. I love it. Oh, man. Yeah, the Martha sounds wild. It's beautiful on the inside, but I don't know if I would go there. There's a lot of shit. A yeah. lot of shit in there. One of the most haunted places in Virginia. So like, ugh. not saying a lot. Yeah, mm -hmm. truly. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's just heavy. It was heavy as fuck. Yeah. Martha. Oh, man. Martha. Yeah. The gosh darn Martha. But, at least, <laughs> but there's violins, guys. You know what? The I think the theme of this was very, like, America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we should theme it something else next time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we really uh, should. Because <laughs> we got Star Spangled Banner. We got U.S. Congressmen. We've yeah. got Martha Washington. This was this propaganda? Did we do <laughs> we, Did we just accidentally? <laughs> we all wink at each other. <laughs> Total accident. Uh, whoopsie. <laughs> well, guys, this was a blast. This was so fun. Creating propaganda together. <laughs> this was wonderful. 10 out of 10 recommend creating propaganda <laughs> with your friends. <laughs> What a day. We talked about metal birds, Martha's. Man, we went, what a journey. We talked about Fun. how one song being played over and over again is not that bad. Yes. Okay? It's not that bad. It's not that bad. You heard it here first. It could be worse. Oh, I thought you, I thought we said the same thing, but you said worst and I said first. Ah, close. Ah. But Alvin, you need to come back. You and Fran need to come back. Please. This was yes. so much fun. And yes, tell was, everybody where we can find you. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, uh, uh, I'm, I don't think I said it at the beginning. I host a podcast called Affirmative Murder with my co-host, Fran. He could not make it at the time. He has things to do. But um, <laughs> please feel free to follow us on socials. Um, any social media platform that you use, you can find us on there. Um, our podcast comes out every Monday. And we started doing little, uh, you know, listener tale type of things on Thursday. So yes. we're doing those too. Also, while I have this moment, um, we do these little town hall things every once in a while when we come across different, you know, things that are happening in the world. We've done one on sexual assault in the workplace and just like uh, the experience as a woman just like walking down the street because we're two dudes who host podcasts and we didn't know and our audience is like 75% women and we just wanted to kind of get the perspective. That's awesome. Uh, I recently went on a trip to Europe with a friend of mine. Uh, he was lightly, even though none of it's light, but he was lightly sexually assaulted at the club. My friend is oh my God. Uh, gay. One of my best friends, he's gay. And I did not know how to approach the situation other than like offer him violence. Like, would you like me to <laughs> offer him violence? I was like, would you like me to fight this person? Which, I re which we had a long discussion about. I would never do that to like a female friend I was out with. I would provide a, a myriad of other solutions that I could think of, but I couldn't think of any. So we are going to do a town hall soon. And I would love to hear from the LGBTQ community about ways that we can you know, help because yeah. uh, people, people, the word ally has been kind of co-opted these days from people mm -hmm. that are just like, well, I'm not mm -hmm. trying to hurt you. Right. But, exactly. You know, what are you, you know, are you just saying you're not an instrument and the demise of somebody is not enough? Like what are, what can we do to like help make a better space? 
So we will be doing one of those episodes soon and feel free. We do calls that people call in and we just let people speak and, you know, tell their story and stuff. So that's something we're going to be doing soon. So, you know, uh, we would love to have any listeners on that are listening to this would like to call in, please reach out to us on social media and we can figure out a way and a time where we're going to do all this stuff. And uh, yeah, that's my whole spiel. That's amazing. Seriously. And we can post all the information for that in the show notes so that Mm -hmm. you guys can like directly Great. be involved in this because this is amazing and everybody should. Absolutely. I love that. Awesome. You guys rule. Oh, yeah. Fran's cool too. He's a super cool dude. Fran He's is cool. Real. I've done so many types of things. Elena, we, you've never met Fran, but he is, he is real. Please tell Ashley he he's is. a real person. He <laughs> he's exists. a real person. I don't know. We've spoke through <laughs> messages and he's like <laughs> such a sweet human being. I love him. Aww. I'm gel. <laughs> I want to hang out with you guys. We'll again. get there. <laughs> We'll get all of us together, I swear, because we're going to do this again because this was so much fun. Yes, had a blast. And until then, we hope you keep listening. And we hope you keep it weird. weird. But not so weird as America. (laughs) Bye. America. America. Yeah, America. Classic. Follow Morbid on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to episodes early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hey, weirdos. We have a ton of episodes that we think you will just love, but if you scroll down the feed just a bit, there's one we think you should definitely check out if you missed it. Episode 531, Tom Bird and Lorna Anderson Eldridge, is one of our favorite episodes. And you might even get a little bit more out of it, especially in light of the viral TikTok series, Who the Fuck Did I Marry?, that is taking the internet by storm. Here's the deal, you guys. Tom Bird and Lorna Anderson, they wanted to spend their lives together. But there was a catch. They were already married to other people. So they did as deviants do and they devised a mischievous and murderous plan to rid themselves of their respective spouses. But just how far were they willing to go with their lies? And would they get away with it? You can find this episode by following Morbid and scrolling back a little bit to episode 531, Tom Bird and Lorna Anderson Eldridge, or by searching Morbid Bird Anderson wherever you listen to podcasts.